1: Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
0: Why is it so hard to get out of your own head? Steph, my friend wants to use my psychologist and I don't want to share. Help. Steph, how to manage the downer and fatigue that comes with each month with PMDD. The What's Eating You podcast is a series of mental health topics that are designed to make you think, learn, educate and validate. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another Mindset Monday with your resident host and psychologist Stephanie Giorgio. You are listening to the What Is Eating You podcast and this week I received a lot of things eating you. That's right, every Sunday on my stories or on the weekend I put a box where you can tell me what's eating you this week and I will give you a podcast episode trying to help. So I have a few questions that I'm going to ask and answer And usually it comes down to the Ask Steph question box also. This is on my website because on Instagram, there's only a certain amount of space where you can write a question. So if you want to ask me a detailed question, there is an Ask Steph box available when you click on my social media links. So let's get straight into the episode. Steph, my friend wants to use my psych and I don't want to share. She is my safe space. Help. This is not an uncommon thing. Unfortunately, I used to actually work as a psychologist at this particular place. And I used to work with a university and obviously there'd be students who'd go to this university. And for as long as I remember, no one really knew each other until there was a particular incident that I think happened in the choir. At this particular university. And then what happened was, friends from this choir were coming to see me, and they didn't know that they were seeing me, but I started to figure out that they knew each other. So, seeing a psychologist as someone who is also seeing a psychologist that is someone you know, I said that really confusingly, can often happen. Or a friend could want to see the psychologist you are seeing. Now, this is not uncommon, but I want you to know that you do not have to share your psychologist. I've had clients say to me, my friend actually asked me for your details because I really want to see a psychologist, but I don't want them to see you because that would just make me uncomfortable. They're my roommate. I've spoken about them in sessions and I'll say, yep, completely. That is absolutely okay. You don't even need to tell me this. That is completely fine. And as a psychologist, it's really important that you use your clinical judgment to judge whether you're going to see someone that your client knows. I'm very big on keeping boundaries. I don't choose where possible to see people who know each other. I just think there's a lot of gray area and it can cause problems. However, if you are someone living in a rural town and there's only one psychologist there, this rule may differ for you. But for me, I avoid it where possible. And I try not to see people who know each other because they talk about each other in sessions and it can impact your judgment. It can create biases. And I just don't think it's a good idea. Now for this particular person's question, it really depends. If you feel this friend might get offended, if you say, look, I don't feel comfortable sharing. If you think they're going to take it the wrong way, just say, The psychologist doesn't have capacity. I asked her, she doesn't have um, any capacity or any space. Obviously, I'm not condoning lying here, but in extreme cases, it may be necessary to say that. Otherwise, just tell the truth. A true friend will respect you and understand you and say, okay, that's all right. I get that. Um, And you can give them a website to look up instead or help them find a psychologist. But there's that. Absolutely nothing wrong with saying, look, I really understand you're wanting to find someone. I really connect with mine just because I connect with mine. It doesn't mean you'll connect with her. So I really encourage you to do your research and find a psychologist because imagine if you do say, yeah, yeah go say her. she's amazing. And then your friend doesn't vibe with the psychologist. You're then kind of responsible, right? So nothing wrong with not wanting to share your therapist. This is your safe space. This is your time. This is your self-care and you don't want other people impeding on that. So absolutely okay to say no. Next question. Is the best response to a narcissistic ex love trying to get back into your life to ignore them? Is the best response to a narcissistic ex lover trying to get back into your life to ignore them? Yes. An ex is an ex for a reason. Clinical opinion aside, I'm here as a person now, and I'm gonna tell you to keep the X in the X file. I don't recommend being friends with your ex. I don't recommend being in contact with them unless it is absolutely necessary. I think an X is an X for a reason. You broke up for a reason. So keep them in the X file and don't open it. Throw the word narcissist on that. It's never a good idea to go back there. I feel that this Answer seems very simple and very obvious. However, if they're narcissistic, they may be quite manipulative or good with their words. You may be feeling vulnerable, but remember why you broke up. If it was meant to work, it would have worked and it didn't. So don't go back. Cut it out and move on. As hard as it is short-term, it'll be beneficial for you long-term. Next question, how to manage the downer and fatigue that comes with each month with PMDD? PMDD is premenstrual dysphoric disorder, and it is a mood condition that I believe affects 2% of the menstruating population. So essentially, it's like PMS on steroids. You get really bad anxiety, depression, physical symptoms, breast tenderness, cramps, irritability, and uptake in interpersonal conflicts but it happens the exact same time every month during the time of your cycle, usually a week or before you're menstruating. You know it's this and it's not depression when it happens the same time every month, whereas depression or another mood disorder is quite variable with when it happens. PMDD is very predictable and you have to track it for a long time to actually get this diagnosis my first recommendation is, and this can apply to any woman listening to this who struggles this time of the month is start to track your periods, know when they're coming, know when you can expect that week before, and just really get in tune with your body and your needs for some people, they know they're going to be extra hungry, so they prepare for that, maybe they make their portions a little bit bigger, they have a little bit more fibers, so they're more full, but you can prepare for it effectively, so I think doing all the physical strategies is really important. Getting your heat pack, getting any pain relief medication you need, getting your meals, maybe get you foods that week or a meal prep company so you don't have to think about it. It really takes a mental toll. So I think anything you can do to take away the mental fatigue and toll of the things you need to do during that time of the month can be amazing. Maybe you don't cook, maybe you order takeout, maybe Someone else helps you, maybe you catch up with a girlfriend, whatever can be easier practically during that time of the month. Then there's the emotional kindness and compassion. When it's that time of the month, remind yourself, you know what? I may be a little bit more irritable and I may be a little bit more low in mood. Now, when you are in hypoarousal, which is low mood, you need to do things to bring your energy up. You have to do the things you don't want to do. You've got to go out for a walk, you've got to get in the sun. You need to move your body. It doesn't have to be a hectic F45 class, but at least moving, getting some steps in, going to the gym or doing a stretching class. Don't lift heavy weights during your period because usually you're not as strong during that phase, but everyone's different. Now, with the anxiety, if that's what you struggle with, you need to do things to bring you out of hyper arousal. So, this includes relaxation techniques, massage. Um, Massage can help with both breathing, manifestation, meditations, things to slow your nervous system down. Yeah? Think of temperature. Think of smells. Think of senses, activating things that feel good to touch, that feel good to smell. You don't want to go off on a tangent with eating food. Yes, you might eat more. You may want more chocolate and that's okay. Dark chocolate is fantastic. It's high in magnesium. Magnesium helps with cramps, but you don't want to go on endless binge eating episodes. So try to include the foods that you crave in your day-to-day life that time of the month. But with your mood and anxiety, depression, remind yourself, this is a season and it will pass this feeling, this emotion, it will pass. Don't take your thoughts and feelings too seriously. Remind yourself right now I'm wearing my dark colored glasses and things aren't going to look accurate. So don't react. Don't take yourself too seriously. Take a step back. Just notice your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, but don't engage in them. And I really recommend learning some cognitive behavioral therapy techniques. I teach this in my course, Unchain Your Brain. It's for anxiety and retraining your thoughts. Use the code 100OFF to get your copy and get $100 off. And the link is in my social media bio. So that is that question. Another question is, you mentioned you like EMDR for trauma treatment. Do you see any limitations with this? Eye movement desensitization and reprocessing is a type of trauma therapy where we replicate eye movements that the brain does during REM sleep. So you have four stages of sleep, and then you go into rapid eye movement, REM sleep. This is where your eyes move back and forth because they're pushing your short-term memory into your long-term memories. And when you've had a traumatic memory, the memory gets stuck in your short-term memory, and that's why it's easily triggered or activated. So we replicate eye movements and we process the memory that is safe and effective. So far, I don't believe there are any limitations with it. The person does need to get into the emotion and a lot of people might be numb or not be able to get into it or they're blocking, but there's strategies to deal with that. There's strategies to deal with blocking or numbness or activating a particular memory. So there's a lot of permission and I guess flexibility with EMDR. So I don't think there's any limitations with it so far, but the person does have to be on board with the process. Now, the final question is, why is it so hard to get out of your own head when you know what it's saying isn't good for you? This is a good question. And again, if you do my Unchain Your Brain course, it'll teach you all of this. Essentially, your brain is programmed to survive, not to thrive. Your brain is negative by nature. It's the default setting. And it's always going to revolt back to your default setting. And if you grew up in a negative household, if you got bullied, if you had any adverse life experiences, there is a high probability that you have some negative wiring in your brain And this has to be rewired. And that's what we do in Unchain Your Brain. We rewire the neural networks by teaching you to challenge and change these beliefs because it's not enough to know. It's not enough to know that saying to myself, I'm not good enough. Yeah, I know it's not good for me, but you have to train your brain how to think differently. And the way you do that is by challenging the thoughts How do you challenge a thought? You become aware of the thoughts. So you do what's called a cog log, a cognitions log. And I teach you how to do this in Unchain Your Brain, where if you're feeling upset, you're feeling anxious, you're feeling a strong emotional episode, write down what's going on for you. What was the activating event? So for example, this girl might have not as done as well on a test as she thought she was going to do. Then she notices she starts having thoughts, I'm a failure. I'm not going to amount to anything. I'm not good enough. What emotions does that bring? Anxiety, stress, overwhelm. So then she wants to go through those thoughts and analyze them like a scientist looking at something for the first time. Where is the evidence that I'm a failure? Where is the evidence I'm not going to amount to anything? You've got to challenge your brain or your brain will dominate you you don't have to have the brain that comes up for you. You can retrain your brain. And I've done this. I've done this because I used to have a very different brain when I had an eating disorder. And let me tell you, every now and then that brain will rear its ugly head up and try to come back into my life. And I'm like, "Mm, mm, mm, not this time. And I re-challenge it and I rewire that belief. So it's hard to get out of your own head because you probably are rehearsing the same negative default pattern of thinking. It's probably been reinforced in some way in your life and you just haven't learned how to unchain your brain. No one teaches you how to do this and going to a psychologist takes time and effort and money. So that's why I developed Unchain Your Brain to give you a really simple four-week tool to rewire the way you think. Your brain doesn't care what's good for you. Your brain doesn't care whether it's being mean. Your brain cares about keeping you alive and that is it. And it will do whatever it takes, which means keeping you in avoidance, keeping you in fear and keeping you in a negative cycle. Because even if the cycle is negative, it is predictable. You know exactly what's going to happen. So we can meet our needs in negative ways or positive ways. Thank you so much. I loved these questions. If you want to get involved in the conversation, head on over to my Instagram and every weekend I'll put up a psychology Sunday box, put your questions in there and I will answer it for you. And as always, please leave a review on Apple if you enjoyed this episode or the podcast in general, and don't forget to leave a rating on Spotify. We're almost on 50 ratings. So I'm really excited for that have the best week ahead. Know you are amazing. Know you are capable and don't let your brain tell you how your day is going to go. You tell your brain how it's going to go and it's going to be a good day. See you in the next episode. Bye.